This is Fresh Matters, and I am Papa Kwesi Endong. Let's do something a bit different. I want to do something a bit different from what I have done in previous episodes. This time, no notes, no pre-discussion, no thinking ahead of time. I just, just want to talk some random thoughts. Just from my perspective as um, someone originating from Africa, someone with an African experience, but someone with also an international experience as an African, because I have lived in America as an African in college, even at the end of high school, 12th grade, and as a professional with various different companies, insurance, uh, life insurance, health insurance, accounting and consulting, and others. And then as a, a business person, entrepreneur, and an owner of businesses, but as an African in America, but also as an African in Africa, in different countries in Africa, from the perspective of having lived, worked, starting school in Ghana, but living, working in Cote d'Ivoire, Zimbabwe, South Africa, Nigeria, Liberia, and, and so on and so forth, Togo and others. And then um, owning some entities in the United Kingdom, um, investing in, in different places. So I have, I have some perspectives, international perspectives, but with an African color, with an African perspective. So, uh, let me give you my street-level thinking, street-level thoughts about here we are in the year 2022, 21st century, a big country like Russia gets up from where they are and decides that there is another country, not, not a small one, another big country, but not as big as Russia, Ukraine. And Russia decides that whether it's from an ethnic standpoint, historical standpoints, economic standpoint, security standpoints, it will just pick up its soldiers, its arms, 
and, and just march, march to this other country, to Ukraine. And from where I sit, well, they're going to go and take it over, maybe replace the government, the leaders, put someone else there who would, would be more friendly with them. Um, and you watch and you see on television, you see on social media, you see bombs, bombs, and people dying, and children dying, and young people, and old people, uh, corpse, you know, lying in the streets, and um, soldiers fighting, and airplanes, and, and more bombs and bombs, and buildings, tall buildings being destroyed. You know, <laughs> you think about it, you look at it, and you say, well, well, this is Europe. You might say Eastern Europe, but this is Europe. Europe is not a huge continent. So you can drive from one country to another in a way that you cannot do in a much bigger continent like Africa. And so it is so, it is mind boggling to see what is going on there. But so, so some, for someone like me with an African perspective, African heritage, African beginnings, and so on and so forth, you look at you look at this and you say, well, can a country in Africa get up and decide to march to another country in Africa, conquer them, take it over, throw bombs at them, uh, kill people, and get away with it, and basically have people wanting to negotiate with them? Can that happen in Africa? Well, we all heard and saw what happened between Sierra Leone, Liberia years ago, years ago. But who went there to help one or the other from outside of Africa? Who did? And those people who were displaced, either from Liberia or Sierra Leone, and even today, Mali, some parts of Burkina, Niger, and so on and so forth. What is happening there? How does one compare what is happening there in those African countries to what is happening in Ukraine? So you ask yourself, why is it that the world over, people are raising funds, people are you know, gathering clothing, food items, and so on and so forth, and sending them to refugees that have come out of Ukraine. And nobody should get me wrong. The Ukrainian people, the people of Ukraine, those who have been displaced, they need help. Somebody must help them. If they are running from 
country that, that they could die in, a useless death. They should be able to move to other countries, you know, much calmer territories. They should be able to go there. Yes. And indeed, they are going. And, and, and one account says over 4 million people have moved from Ukraine to other countries. And I saw recently on television that some of them have even gone through Mexico, all the way from Ukraine in Eastern Europe, through Mexico, and are ending up in the United States of America. Imagine that. If there was a, con a conflict in Mali, in Ghana, in Kenya, in South Africa, some other parts of Africa, could those Africans find their way through wherever it is, Canada, Mexico, or whatever, to the United States of America? Where would they run to? Who would raise money to support them as refugees? Who will send them food? Who will send them clothing? Who will make sure that if they come to their country, that they could work, that they could stay for a while, that they will be taken care of, that some people would even offer them their beds, offer them places to stay and take care of them, at least for a while. Who will welcome the African? Who will save the African, who will provide the support that an African needs, food, shelter, clothing, opportunity to work. So I'm looking at it and saying, that experience, that European experience is not my experience. Even when I haven't done anything, even when I'm just walking around and working and looking for opportunity, somebody is trying to stop me. Somebody is looking at me suspiciously. Someone is wondering, do I belong where I am, where I have been? And I can only think one day as a, a young professional, at the Den Touche Ross, at that time one of the big eight, now as Deloitte, one of the big four. But at that time, I get into the building in Milwaukee, Water Street, Wisconsin Avenue, get into the lake, that a person gets up, another consultant, a senior, senior to me, but only one step above me, looks at me, looks at this black face and says, how did you get here? Which, which way did you pass to get to this building, to get to this company called Tushros? You're never gonna make it. Why have they put you on my assignment? He was wondering. 
he didn't understand, he didn't believe, he didn't think that someone like me, African, black, should be, should be where he also was. And interestingly enough, after a couple of years or so, he left the company. He could not move from where he was at the senior level to a manager level. And I went past that level to become a partner with that company. So I think through those experiences and I think about Ukraine. And I recognize that the people of Ukraine need help, that, that whatever they are getting is good for them. The humanity and the human expression the support that they are getting, that's what they should be getting. But also I think that is what every human being should get. Every human being, including African human beings, should get when they are in difficulty, when they have problems, when someone is after them, when they are being uh, taken advantage of, when they are, they, are, they are not only threatened, but when their very lives, very living and livelihoods are in danger. And so it is interesting to find that when this thing showed up, yes, there are some people who see things from the point of view of the Russians to say that, ah, it is the West that is the aggressor. It is the West that has done something in the past of amassing um, resources, amassing uh, armaments and whatever around the borders of Russia and NATO and its allies uh, that they are threatening. They present a threat to Russia and therefore, and therefore Putin, the president of Russia, has some, uh, I, I don't even know what to, to, to say, but, but has some, some reason to want to push back the borders. We should want to um, make sure that Ukraine doesn't go and join the NATO alliance. Some Africans do say that, have that perspective and hit against the West and say that people from the West are hypocrites and so on and so forth. Uh, so you can have that perspective. And then there are those who say, but the, the, the people of Ukraine, there's a sovereign nation um, and no one should be able to get up and dis disturb their nationhood. And so we have Africans praying for the people of Ukraine. You have Africans who or even some of them say they are raising funds and sending support to Ukraine and, and, and supporting Ukraine at the United Nations and, and elsewhere. And it's all well and good. But then let's also take a look at the African perspective. In Ukraine, what, had, what happened when everybody was trying to run away from Ukraine? What happened to the Africans? What happened to the African students who are also there in Ukraine and also got up and said, 
we too, we have to go to Poland, we have to go to Hungary, we have to go to other parts of, of, of Europe for safety's sake. What happened? Well, some of them were told to wait. Let the, the white people go through first. Let the Ukrainians, the, the, the indigenous Ukrainians or people from Ukraine, let them go through first. Keep the Africans somewhere and let them wait. Let them wait as if one life is more important than another life. If they're all running away from Ukraine to safety, white, black, African, European, human beings all. So my random thoughts, even in the midst of conflict, someone is trying to divide us and say one is better than the other. But blood is blood. Flesh is flesh. Human is human. African, European, same humans. Christians, Muslim, same humans. Now recall what happened when the Syrian war when that was raging and people were trying to run run away muslims some christians yes mostly muslims trying to run to other parts of europe to america to canada and other places what happened then well there were riots against those who Look, running away. There were people, so-called nationalists, who said, oh, no, we want purity in our country. It happened in Poland. It happened in Hungary. There were some Germans who weren't interested in getting people to come in and dilute the indigenous land. And to her credit, the then chancellor, um, she welcomed them. She welcomed refugees. She did well. So you need leaders. So it's not everybody who did wrong against people that had some color that came from other religions, like Muslims and so on and so forth. So I think through it. And it's here, this, this Ukraine conflict is teaching us another lesson, teaching us Africans to solidify our front, to, 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 to work for excellence, to ensure leadership, leadership that will bring credibility, not just to some individual country here and there, but to all of us, all of us, because the sins of our leaders, the sins of a few, they become the sins of everybody that's African. And so we don't get any respect. Nobody wants us where they are. Only a few who can and want to take advantage say, come, come, 
let me take advantage of you. But then we know too that when we go to some of those places, we are a credit to those societies because we contribute, we work hard, we deliver, we create value. So why shouldn't we be respected? Why should the people suffering in Ukraine, why should they have better support than, than us Africans when we are in conflict, when we suffer, when we have difficulties, when people come after us? Think about it. Think about it. Let's talk about it as we relate one to each other. Because there are people within certain African countries. Oh, I belong to political party A. You belong to political party B. Therefore, I must destroy those in A. Those in A say I must destroy those in B. Some say I come from this ethnic group. Our ethnic group must rule. Yours should stay behind. And so nobody advances. And because nobody advances, everybody becomes mediocre. Everybody suffers from poverty of one type or the other. Everybody is then looked upon by those in other lands as those people who come from the land of need, the land of poverty, the land of disease, and so on and so forth. Why? Must we do that to ourselves? Why shouldn't we, Africans, do better for ourselves in our own land? And whatever happens in our own land, that is how we're going to be viewed anywhere. And no matter where we go, no matter where we go, what happens in Africa, what happens between Africans, in Africa or elsewhere, they follow us. Someone is not going to look at us and say, oh, this one looks different. Well, we all look the same because they tell us, you all look the same. So those who excel, sometimes they look at them and say, well, what happened to you? Uh, why are you so different from the rest? But we all come from the same stock. If we give opportunity, one to all, that opportunity will come to the benefit and glorify all of us. So that's my, my take on Ukraine. Ukraine is making me think. Ukraine is making me be concerned. But Ukraine is also providing to us in the 21st century real live lessons to see that we will be treated differently, badly, because we have treated ourselves badly, poorly, and we haven't excelled as a whole. Individuals, yes. Some people here and there, yes. We have shown how good we are, how great we can be. But it needs the lifting of the entire race. Because an African, a person of color, in America, in Latin America, wherever it is that that person might be, 
is treated and seen as someone the same, no matter where they are. So let's look at it. Let's deal with it as a whole. Look at the Ukraine conflict. Think about it. Consider it. And let's do something different to glorify, to bring excellence, to bring something better, to bring prosperity to our own people um, all over the world. Africans all together. This has been Fresh Matters, and I am Papa Kwesi Endome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fresh Matters. You can listen to all the other episodes wherever you get your podcasts. God bless you.